This is Big Podcast. It's Build a Big Podcast, the marketing podcast for podcasters. And big news, the second part of the Big Podcast trilogy, talking about the book trilogy, it's available now. It came in a little bit early. It is at amazon.com, 101 podcast episode templates. There are actually 102 in there, but who's counting? It's a lot. And they're going to help you come up with new episodes that get your audience excited, get them talking about you, attract new listeners. I want you in this book. I'm constantly updating it. There's information in the book that talks about how to do that. Link is in the episode notes, but if you want to go to Amazon, just search for 101-101 podcast episode templates. You will see it right there. It looks like the other book, except this one is green and black, not black and white. 101 podcast episode templates available to you on paperback, Kindle, audiobook coming soon, but you really want the paperback or the Kindle. I'm going to do a deal on the audiobook where that's a bonus. This is something you'll want to reference. If you want to be a better host, my suggestion is to go through the book. You're not going to connect to every single one of them, but you can do 90% of them. Say, I'm going to do this template today. Give yourself a minute to outline it and do it. It's going to make you a better host at the end of it. Anyway, 101 podcast episode templates in the episode notes or at amazon.com. By the way, if you're still on the fence about that book, check it out on Kindle. Just 99 cents, paperback available, $6.99. This is the audio version of my newsletter called Big Podcast Insider. It goes out every Friday. In that newsletter, I've got ways to help you market your podcast, attract an audience, get more people interested in what you're doing. I'm calling this the email edition. That's what it focuses on. It's old school versus new school marketing. This book I'm talking about, old school, but it still works. So does email. You know, something else that's new, it's going to help you attract a better audience because you're going to sound so much better. I mentioned this on the last episode. And you can actually hear it in action. The Focusrite Vocaster One. This is a great tool for live streaming. If you're doing Twitter spaces, Clubhouse, remember when that was hot? Well, people are still on it. This is a way for you to do Clubhouse because it will connect to your phone and allow you to broadcast guests through your phone, co-hosts through your phone, or go on something like Clubhouse. You can use an app via your microphone. It's a cool tool. I mentioned it in the newsletter. If you go to newsletter.bigpodcast.com, you can actually hear it in action and you can see it. What I like about it, and this seems to be a trend with a lot of the newer audio equipment, is they're going back to the big knobs that we used to have on this old analog equipment. If you look at old studios, Abbey Road being one of them, side note, this is why we call recording engineers engineers. These guys used to wire their own studios. So they really were engineers. That's why you used to see them in white lab coats. <laughs> they knew how to do this stuff. And still the engineers do that today. The ones that I work with in Nashville, all of them have a soldering iron. They know how to use it. Probably not like the old school guys. But anyway, the point is that they had these big pieces of gear with big knobs. The Focusrite Vocaster, it's bringing that back. And it's great because if you're talking into a mic, you've got to reach for something. I've got this gear that I'm talking into now. It's got these little bitty knobs. You got to look at it, make sure you're not using the enhancer when you meant to use the gate, turning on that de-esser, making yourself sound like you got a lisp. Check this out. If I were to do this, can you hear this? This, this, can you hear this? This is the de-esser. That's when I go crazy with it. <laughs> I'm gonna turn that back down again. <laughs> I really don't need it. But the point is, you hit the wrong knob, you think you're doing one thing, and it's changing everything about what you're doing. Well, Vocaster, 
It's got two big knobs on it, one for your gain. You don't even really need that because it's got an auto gain if you want to use that, meaning the level of your microphone is going to come out perfect every time. And it's got a volume knob, meaning if you're listening through monitors or if you're listening through headphones, also monitors, but let's not get technical, your headphones or speakers, big knobs on there that make live broadcasting so much easier. It's not an ad, but it just came out this week. A lot of people are talking about it. I got a test unit a few weeks ago. I've been playing with it ever since. You are going to like it. Speaking of those big knobs, let's talk about old stuff. I want to talk about email, largely because that is 99% of the outreach that you are going to do when you've got a podcast, you're trying to book guests. This book that I mentioned, email, 99% of the outreach is done via email. And email is important. We write it off a lot of times. I certainly did that 10 years ago or so. I said, oh man, you know, everybody's going to social media. We don't need to worry about this email. Had a big list, man, 80,000 people. And granted that list is dying, but followers on any social media die. So I'm not saying that I would continue to have 80,000 people, but still just to walk away from all of that, thinking that everything is going to social media, that was a mistake for me. If you're doing that now, you're neglecting email when you can time shift any of these messages, go straight into somebody's box. You are missing out a great opportunity to connect with guests, to connect with your audience, to do outreach and marketing for your podcast. So in this issue, I've got a couple of things for you to consider when it comes to your email. One of them is taking advantage of the email you already send each week, even if it's not promotional in nature. The other is how to improve and respond to guest pitches that you get. Those are definitely coming in via email because people get your RSS feed email and they send you, hello, sir, I'm booking a very exciting guest. He has just sold the company for a bajillion dollars. I think he would be a perfect guest for your podcast. And you say, what? You say, what? I don't even do interviews. You know those kind of emails that I'm talking about. You get those kind of emails. Sometimes they're more legitimate. They're coming from a booking agent, but still it's not a match. How do you deal with those kind of emails? I've got ways to do that. Real quick, before I get into that, I've been talking about this book, been talking about guest pitches. If you know somebody where I would be a good guest, do me a favor, connect me with those people. I'm in promotion mode now. I want to get the word out about this new book. So if you know somebody who's talking about marketing and you think that podcasting would be a good type of marketing for that person to talk about, I'm happy to do that. Maybe it's you. Reach out to me, bigpodcast.com. That is how to do that. By the way, if you've got a quick question about marketing, you can always reach out to me. The quickest way for that is Twitter, at David Hooper on Twitter. So let's get to your email. Let's talk about your marketing. You're already sending out email. Maybe your mother, your grandmother, aunt, uncle, brother, sister. That's not necessarily a marketing email, but you can make it one through email signatures. And that's a way old school thing. This is something we used to do back in the 90s when the internet was really starting to kick off. Everybody had email signatures, just a name, an email, maybe a phone number. Wasn't real fancy. They've gotten more fancy over the years, but it's one of those things like an email list in general. Sometimes we see this stuff so often, we think, eh, yeah, it's old. Nobody's doing that anymore or it doesn't work anymore. Well, it does work. An email signature, although it feels old school to a lot of people, it's a simple strategy that works and it will help you get more listeners for your podcast. To take it back to this book, I've got a link in my email signature. It takes people to the book. 
I've got one that takes people to the newsletters. I've got one that takes people to the podcast. I've got a Twitter link, a Facebook link. These things are really important to me as a host when I'm doing guest research and I'm talking to somebody, we've already booked him, either me or my producer has booked him and he's got an email signature on the correspondence that we're going back and forth with. And that's amazing because I can get so much info from that email signature or it links to other info. So consider that as well. A basic email signature is really easy to set up, but I've got 14 email signature design examples and some of them are really creative. These aren't all in the podcasting space and that's where innovation happens. You know me, I'm talking about all sorts of different types of industries. I bring those industries into the podcasting space because I say, what is that guy doing that we are not doing in podcasting and what can we do that's working for him that's gonna work for us? One of these examples, the dude selling pasta. Oh, that's clever. Well, flipped it, made it sell podcasting. So 14 best email signature design examples. If you're interested in that, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. By the way, if you're doing that basic signature, let me give you an example of where to go right now. What I would suggest right now at the end of your email signature, and you can do this already built in to Gmail. All email programs have this. Give people two links. Give them one for iPhone, one for Android. Then what you do is you take people from that iPhone link to Apple Podcast. For the Android link, you can go wherever. I send people to Google Podcasts, whatever Android means to you. A lot of people listen to podcasts via Spotify, YouTube, if that's your thing. Whatever Android means to you, send them there. Or what you can do, if you want to have a single link, and that makes the decision very easy for people. Do you want my podcast? Do you not? If they want it, click on that single link. Then you take people to a mobile landing page. And I've got an example of this. Again, all this is at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. You send them to a mobile first landing page. Then you ask them the questions. Do you have an Apple iPhone or do you have an Android? Or if you want to get really clever, your web host knows what kind of browser or what kind of computer or phone that page is being served to. You don't even have to ask that question. Send all the people on iPhone to Apple Podcasts. Send all the people on the Android devices wherever you want them to go. You're going to get a lot out of this. One of those things, more subscribers to your podcast, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Speaking of email, talked about those guest pitches that you get via email. Saying no to guest pitches is difficult, but it's also essential for your sanity and the quality of your podcast. I've got templates that not only make it easier for you to say no to guest pitches, but basically anything, meetings, pick your brain coffee sessions, working for exposure, working for free. These aren't my templates. This is a collection of templates. Some of them pretty harsh and others almost too nice. They almost apologize too much. To me, the secret of a good no email, meaning you're turning somebody down, is to be firm in the decision. You want to own it. You don't want somebody coming back to you and you having to explain yourself in a follow-up, but it is also being kind. How do you find the balance between firm and kind? I think it helps if you've actually been in the sender's shoes. For example, let's take it back to guest pitches. If you're turning down a guest pitch for your podcast, it changed everything for me once I was actually pitching guests or pitching myself. I go, ooh, whoa, whoa. That's how it feels to get turned down. I think if you can become that type of person where you have that see-through, that empathy, 
being able to consider the person who sent you that message, yet also being firm and doing what you need to do, that's going to make you a better person. That's going to make you more successful. So if you do nothing else, read these messages and you'll recognize who some of these messages are from. And they give you a cringy feel like, ooh, ooh that, uh, that guy's kind of a jerk. Or they give you a good feeling. You said, man, that guy just turned me down and I didn't even know it. It was such a nice message. <laughs> I can't even be mad at him. Check it out, how to say no to guest pitches and more. I've got about 30 of these templates for you. All of them are linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Speaking of the email signature, by the way, I forgot to mention this. Email Badge is a $9 email signature program. It is super easy. It lays out everything for you. It's going to give you a basic email signature, and it's going to let you try this technique. You don't need to get into a fancy email signature program. Invest in that when you're not even sure that this is going to work for you. So nine bucks, not a huge commitment. I've got it linked, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Finally, this is important. This may be the most important element of this issue outside of marketing, but it is important to you as a podcaster. It is about copyright claims of up to $30,000. Copyright trolls are going to have a field day with this. It's nothing to be scared of, but do be aware that this is a thing that is going to be happening in about two weeks. Generally, I think it's a good idea, but basically what it is, is the Copyrights Claim Board. This is something from the government. It's a three-member tribunal with extensive expertise in copyright matters that provides a streamlined alternative to federal court to resolve copyright disputes involving claims of up to $30,000. I have been in federal court for copyright infringement. I've talked about this. It was criminal copyright infringement. That was the charge, which is very scary. Remember DVDs, home videos, you see that message from the FBI? Lock you up, find you hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> People take copyright infringement very seriously. And I do too. So it's shocking for me to get this. It wasn't through anything that I did intentionally. In fact, I published something after checking it out with my attorney. Just so happened these guys, and I don't know how they found me, but I was everywhere and they jumped on it within about two days. So the quick and dirty, a lawsuit was filed in federal court. It was one of those things that I think when all is said and done, well, you know, I, I can't talk about the money. That was settled and I'm not able to talk about the money, but it was settled. And let me tell you this, that if you've got a copyright case, whether you are going after somebody or somebody's coming after you, and I've been on both sides of this, this is a good thing in my opinion, because you can say, well, I could sue for $200,000 or damages, whatever damages are. Sometimes you don't choose the damages, the court chooses the damages. But if it's under $30,000, Sometimes that is going to be more in the end than a bigger settlement because a lot of your money goes to attorneys. And I will tell you this, that if you ever get a letter like I did, which is going to be a certified letter or somebody's going to serve you papers, you've been served. You've seen that. <laughs> Congratulations. It's better if you can settle this stuff usually because it can drag on and on and on, especially when it is in the gray area of copyright. And this happens with podcasters a lot. Maybe you use a little bit of music, use it as an example. 
you've got a countdown show or you're reviewing something or you mentioned something that's maybe a trade secret or somebody thinks that you are infringing on a copyright or a trademark, it is almost best to try to work that out yourself. The next best thing, I think this would be a good option, the Copyright Claims Board. If you've got somebody who is infringing on your copyright, consider that before you go to an attorney. It's a way for you to handle it yourself. You can get it resolved. You can move on. Be aware of this. It is coming. It'll work for you. Maybe it'll work against you. You don't want to be on the receiving end, trust me. But you do need to be aware of it. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. That's going to be it. I've got another episode with Joe Saul Sihai coming up. Speaking of books, that's what this one is about. It is about how he used his podcast to get himself a book deal. And it is a very nice book deal. A 40-city tour to promote. He is in the middle of it right now. You don't think 40 is a lot, but it's a lot. Even for a big country like the United States, that will allow you to cover a lot of ground. It will allow you to connect with your listeners in a new way. It will allow you to have relationships with bookstores and other booksellers that will help you sell your book. And aside from those connections, it's a good way to not only sell books, but it's a good way to grow your podcast audience. You're going to want to check that out. By the way, if you haven't checked out the last episode, that's also with Joe. We talk about him going from 3,000 listeners per episode to 30,000 listeners per episode. So a lot from Joe. He's got a good podcast, Stacking Benjamins, if you're not familiar with it. Everything is linked. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com going to give you one more plug for the book. Do you mind? Man, I've been working on this hard and I want to get it to you. $6.99 for the paperback right now. I've made it cheap. I want it to be accessible for you and I don't want you to have an excuse for these 101 podcast episode templates. Even if you cannot use all of them on your main podcast, they work great for segment ideas. They work great for bonus episodes. They work great for you to practice your hosting skills. There's a lot there. $6.99 for the paperback. 99 cents for the Kindle right now. You are not going to find a better deal in podcasting right now. You got to do the work. You got to show up, turn on the recorder, open up the mic and work out these templates, but you will be a better host having gone through this book. So check it out. Everything is linked. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. And for the episode with Joe, I want you to make sure that you're subscribed to this podcast. It's going to get the previous episode that I did with him. It's going to get the next one about the book, the book deal, how he got a great book deal from the podcast, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Talked about having the iPhone link and the Android link. You'll see how it works there. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Go there, subscribe. Make sure you never miss an episode. And I'll see you next time on Build a Big Podcast.